0: you're listening to the after the show movie podcast from ascully.com your weekly look at movies video games and more brought to you by your hosts Acecully and sit talk we're addicted to movies are you Good afternoon. Merry Christmas. Is Christmas over now?
1: Many Christmases are over. (laughs) Oh, you're talking about for this year. Specifically this one. Yes. No matter when someone's listening, it will be over. What's the pre? The pre? Not the pre-show. The 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 before-the-after-the-show discussion?
0: I wanted to say Merry Christmas because I probably didn't last week, and Um, we did take a week off.
1: We did take a week off. So
0: Merry Christmas to all our listeners and, and viewers. If
1: that's what you do. I mean, we... We're not biased towards a particular holiday, but it is that season and we're both brainwashed to Christmas. So there you go.
0: <laughs> we wish you all happiness.
1: Happiness. Yes. Just in general, if you can, I'm a cynic. So, you know, it's a toss up. That's very cheery, isn't it? For the holiday. It is.
0: <laughs> so on our special Christmas episode on Saturday, December the 31st, you could call this the New Year episode though, really? because We're going we're to do our top 10 and worst of the year. It's Saturday, December the 31st. This is after the show 768. Keeping with the Christmas theme, we're looking at the movie Violent Night. It's a 2022 movie. You can watch it now on PVOD, which it, Sid Talk asked me what that means. Yeah. It's premium video on demand. So what that actually means is, you know, when you go and rent it from somewhere, it's the most expensive thing in the rentals. I see. That's basically Does it. the
1: movie get better when you rent it from there?
0: Well... Your wallet gets emptier.
1: Wallet, gets, I got it, got it. That's yes. the pre- oh definition of premium. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: rated R from our friends at Universal. Sid Talk, give us the synopsis of Violent Night.
1: Here's my synopsis. I imagine the meeting when someone pitches the idea, right? Home yeah. alone with real violence, and Santa is a badass Viking. If you say that to like some execs, they're like, oh, right. All right,
0: I'll give you the one off the uh, tin. It says, "When a group of mercenaries attack the estate of a wealthy family, Santa Claus must step in to save the day," and in brackets, "and Christmas." Da da da. So, Violent Night. We just watched it. In fact, we watched it what fifteen minutes ago.
1: Yeah, approximately. So we're,
0: we're fresh out of it. <laughs> so, Sidtar, what did you think
1: of Violent Night? I actually liked it. It's not the best storytelling movie in the world. But, I mean, a movie called Violent Night, are we looking for great storytelling? It is violent. So.
0: It takes place at night.
1: Uh Yeah, it does, actually.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. So I
1: enjoyed it. I don't know if enjoying is the right word, because it is. It's pretty two-dimensional, we'll say. Is that the yeah. best one? What did you think?
0: Uh, I liked it. I've not seen a Christmas movie like this. Absolutely. There are, there's definitely not a Christmas movie it does play on things from Die Hard and Die Hard 2 and Home Alone, but it takes it to another extreme. It's very violent. Blood and guts, gore. It's pretty R-rated, right? hmm uh, Even Die Hard is kind of nothing compared to what happens here. Never seen a movie quite like it. It's also got a, like a supernatural, um, I mean, like magic mm-hmm. element to it. Santa Claus. So we're just a-
1: going to put it out there. This is, actual- this is a spoiler for you. This I is mean- actual... Santa Claus. This isn't the true story. (laughs) Well, no, we don't get the origin story, but uh, this isn't like questionable. They make it very clear from the opening,
0: like a violent
1: reality movie, like a kind of a cheap and cheap and cheapish kind of violent heist movie, right? Yeah. Mixed with. In this world, the reality of the magic of Christmas, which even Santa keeps saying he doesn't understand. So, yeah.
0: And it's also silly comedy, like <laughs> yeah. really goofy, slapsticky, but with a violent edge to it.
1: Not just a violent edge, they'll say a violent double edge. Yeah. I and mean, bullet and ice sickle. And
0: it goes into the realm of like horror movies at some point with the effects and the. Yes. The. Nail through the chin, for instance. Oh, oh, God. There's lots of really, like, super gore effect, um, horror-ish type stuff.
1: But my favorite, when he put the candy cane in his mouth, and I'm like, I said, oh, somebody's getting stabbed with that because when you suck on the end of a candy cane, it turns into a deadly weapon. And, of course, they had to... Everyone knows that, and so they did put that to use.
0: I mean, they use a lot of, uh, like, Christmas... You know, strangling somebody with uh, Christmas lights. Ice skates. Ice skate. yeah. Because they're dangerous. The icicle was used in uh, Die Hard 2, remember that?
1: I don't, I I don't. That
0: was just a homage, I think. Oh. But there's an icicle kill. You know, anything that's Christmas themed that you can kill somebody with, it pretty much happens here. There's also just regular people with guns shooting each other. It's a heist of kinds, right? It's a totally a heist. It's got some double crossing, yep. triple crossing. I don't know.
1: It's double heist.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and it's all kind of packaged together pretty well. It's really goofy. Like I, th- I found, like most of the time. Yes, can't take anything really serious on it. I'm not frightened of the baddies, Too like Home Alone, cartoony.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, when you're trying to, that's what I was saying about the story-wise, we're not committing to we're committing to these guys being bad because we'll as we'll get to it. My number one gripe is one victim that shouldn't have been a victim, but they're mixing that like they're brutal and they're terrible and they're ruthless with being stupid and being yeah now, in Home Alone. Yes, they want they were willing to injure a child. So I guess that makes them really bad, but... But also
0: stupid, right? Yeah. And that's the, like, theme that this movie's going for. They're kind of goofy, like... I know you're supposed to be, like, frightened of them, but I never was. Also, it's, like, transparent, the whole thing. Yeah. From the opening sequence where the camera goes through the house and you see all the servants, and you're like, these servants look like um, military people or something. Like, immediately I was like, that's got to be a bad guy. And guess what? It
1: was. It was the catering company.
0: Yeah, the catering company all looked like um, serious assholes. There was nobody who looked like a a legit person.
1: And, of course, immediately when someone bitches and says, oh, what kind of a catering company are you? You cut the limes the wrong direction. Then you're like, oh, so they're not a catering company.
0: (laughs) You're right. (laughs) Did you catch that (laughs) line? Please kill all these assholes in this. Like, nobody's likable apart from
1: Santa Claus. Santa Claus isn't likable. He's terrible. I like him because he's uh, the hero of the piece. Yeah, but see, you're brainwashed now because he's terrible. The only likable person is the girl. That's it. And the mom. The mom is fine. Her mother. But everyone else, including Santa, are assholes. Every single one. And Don't be
0: fooled by the Santa. And it's all by design because it's like uh, when you see the horror movie of all the teens going to the cabin and they all suck. You're like, well, it's Cool that they all suck because they're all going to die, right?
1: Yeah, I had hoped that they were pulling a trick on us like they did with Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. Right? Because you're like, oh my god, these people are terrible and then the movie turns into something very different. Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, Cabin in the
0: Woods. No, this movie doesn't.
1: Right, and I was hoping it would, but yeah, it didn't. Yeah, this
0: movie is a straight up. Santa is real. <laughs> Santa gets stuck in a situation that he has to fight his way out of and he does in a horribly violent Nasty way.
1: Yeah, and Santa's horrible. His origin story, from what we can glean, is that he was a terrible human being. And then, somehow, he became Santa. That is not enough. It is not enough. And so this messaging is very confusing.
0: I 100% feel that there's going to be... If this is popular, and I believe it is, I believe there'll be a sequel. Prequel. About Santa.
1: I think that's fair. I mean... I'm not an advocate for just make sequels or prequels to things, but this isn't the whole story, so I, I'm okay with that.
0: They do a little bit of a flashback to Santa before he was Santa, but it's not enough, right? It's just a tiny exactly. little sliver. Yeah, I liked it. I liked the special effects. It had some really fun. When it, when you, It's hard to say fun, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Because it's like a sequence where he's in the barn type, let's say, with the Brian Adams mu- Christmas music playing. And he murders like a whole building full of people. Yeah. And it it, because it's got the Brian Adams Christmas music playing. But what you're looking at is like the most horrific violence you've ever seen.
1: Which has been done billions of times. Yeah, it does
0: something weird to it though, doesn't it? Like it it turns it into a cartoon.
1: Yeah, kind of tacky, unfortunately. And sort of like, I'm already not rooting for you, Santa. Now that I know you're just a bad person. So if you, Uh, this was my thing. And I said this. So Santa was horrible back in the day. Here's the story. He was a Viking. We don't know what happened. He became Santa, but he was like a mercenary. He said he was greedy. He wanted money. It shows him all bloody and he'd murdered like a whole village, right? So he's had a chance for the last thousand years to redeem himself as being Santa Claus. But when the bad guys show up here, including John Leguizamo, who's equally bad, they don't get a chance. So Santa's just bad, and by some weird thing in the universe, he gets another shot. But these people have to die horribly. So I was like, "Mm, I'm not into that message.
0: I was also quite surprised, spoilers, that they didn't all die. I thought everybody was going to meet their end, basically, apart from the- Oh, no, you mean
1: the family? The
0: family, yeah. Right. Because the family was so obnoxious.
1: I mean they killed the guy. That's it though. Yeah.
0: Right? I expected them to go one by one like a horror movie. Like they'd just all start disappearing. But I mean, but, that'd
1: be more traumatizing for the girl, so we don't want to throw her in the trauma. And maybe so that was it. Trauma. But
0: uh, for me, I was like, if anybody deserves to die, the ones that deserve to die are not dead. What's happening there at the end?
1: No, the greedy people don't deserve to die more than the murderous mercenaries. I the, mean, that's not reasonable.
0: They're just so assholeish, though. They are. In, a mo- in movie terms, they're they the are, ones. They are, but
1: they haven't proven themselves to be horrible, murderous it, people. If so. it was
0: a horror movie and we all went to the cabin in the woods and uh, th- those people were in there, I'd be like, they better not live at the end. You know, like that game we played, Until Dawn.
1: hmm
0: Because they frame everybody as like either vapid or greedy or awful, um, you expect them to die. So they do pull... Like a twist on you with mm-hmm. this. Maybe the surprise is that they didn't kill everybody in that family because they want to make another one. Exactly. You know, that's probably it. So moving on to the cast, David Arbour plays Santa Claus. What do you think of David?
1: I thought he was fine. He's, I mean, he played a disgruntled, angry. <laughs> so we start the movie. Santa is sitting in a bar drinking. He's very...
0: Like the opening to bad Santa.
1: Oh, is it? Okay, let's see with the references right on. Okay, so he's sitting in the bar. He's totally drunk. He's pissed off. And another Santa comes in like, hey, you know, conversation, conversation. He's like, yeah, but you you get the clue real quick. Like he's actually Santa. He's just, he hates everybody because everybody's greedy and terrible and there's no spirit left in the world or anything like that. So you start off with that. So he does a good job of being that, and then the rest of it is him either having a kind of a serious conversation with the girl on the walkie-talkie, and then he almost changes completely, then he's just beating people up, but he's all covered in all of his clabber, you know, the suit and the beard and everything, so you're not... I'm not sure that's 100% Hopper, so I don't know.
0: I think it's him most... It seemed like he was doing his own stunts to me. Mm. I mean, I know he got, like, it really in shape and, like you know, physically a uh, thing to do the Marvel thing. Yeah. And in this, he looks more Santa-ish. Yeah. But he's still, I think it's him rolling around doing the stuff. <laughs> seems rolling like around. It. it didn't seem like there was a Santa friend, let's say.
1: Ah, okay. But as terms of him, I like him. I just feel like, I don't know, because it was so buried in everything else, you know, it's a very extreme cartoony character. A pissed-off Santa Claus who's tired of being Santa, who now we know is very was a bad person. And now he gets a chance to kind of sort of maybe turn things around and he just beats up a bunch of people. I mean, I don't know how much you can squeeze in there to be yeah, performance. It's, it's not a super
0: performance-y acty thing. It's mm. more of a it's more of Keanu Reeves and John Wick. <laughs> And you can so he did
1: make me care about him. I cared about him. I I I mean I'll still say that he's a terrible human being. But by the end I was like, okay, I want to see what happens to this Santa guy.
0: Yep. John Leguizamo plays Scrooge. What do you he's the buddy, basically. What do you think of John?
1: Really? We're naming Scrooge. He was called yeah. Scrooge. Yeah, I know. I, know. <laughs> I mean, he's fine. He's John Leguizamo. I
0: and he mean. had like a his character had like a I, Christmas is the worst thing ever. Yeah,
1: he's real extreme, almost mustache twirly. Yep. And John Leguizamo's like, was really awesome, so I'm not sure how I feel about this character. I, slash I think he was having a lot of fun. Yeah, I'd say that's a way of saying it. It's yeah. good to be bad kind yeah. of situation.
0: And we've got the family. Um, Alex Hassel plays Jason. Edie Patterson plays Alva. Cam Giganay plays Morgan Steele. He's like a guy who wants to be in the movies or kind of is in the movies. (laughs) And Beverly D'Angelo is Gertrude Lightstone, so we've got the family there. And Beverly D'Angelo is, um, you know, from... National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Of
1: course. Well, no, she's from National Lampoon's Vacation. Yes, but I and mean, then subsequently, Christmas vacation. tying it to
0: a Christmas theme—that's she kind of fits. And here.
1: basically, she's just the rich old lady who's in charge of this family, and there's some disgruntledness and some snotty who's going to inherit all the money thing going on, which is very old-fashioned. But it's yeah. fine.
0: It's got that kind of a. Uh, When they introduced them all, the way they introduced them all, it reminded me of Knives Out. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like I thought it was going to be that type of movie when they started introducing them. I thought it would
1: be a little bit more clever. Kind of a whodunit
0: type of something happens and then we've got to figure it out. But it's not that. It's just killing. It's straight up
1: two-dimensional stuff.
0: The girl is uh, Leah Brady, played by True... Uh, sorry, Leah Brady is the girl, and she's play- she's playing Trudy Lightstone. What do you think of her?
1: She was very good. Like I mean, the glue a- of
0: the movie, right?
1: Yeah, but we also reference Home Alone a couple times, and she is, you know, she's a kid who's defending herself, and she's also, you know, clever and emotional. She's the one that believes in Santa. She has some really
0: funny lines. She does. Anus is the funny <laughs> <laughs> when she's talking to Santa. Uh, did say butthole?
1: Well, no, no, that's borderline. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so you can say anus. Directed by Tommy Wakola. I looked it up after the movie. I was like, what is this guy directed? Well, he directed the movie Dead Snow, which is like a Norwegian zombie film. Mm-hmm. You, saw, you saw it. Yep. It's pretty gory and pretty good, too. Nazi zombies, let's say. Correct. And he also did Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters, which was when Hawkeye was not Hawkeye. He made a Hansel and Gretel, f- Gretel film. Correct. But it was kind of a uh, like a horror kind of gory version of Hansel and Gretel. So this guy directed this one. What do you think of the directing?
1: I think it was functional. I mean, there's nothing special or like. Apart from like
0: how the effects are. Like there's a lot of like, blood and...
1: There is. I mean, they're not super great all the time. I think
0: it's CG a lot of the time.
1: The reindeer don't look great all the time. And I feel like what he did as a director must have been to, like, really bring out the, like, let's just all let's just all go in on this, right? Let's just do this without taking it all too seriously. Yeah, like, like we know, know it's have, silly. Yes. I feel like that might have been... And it looked gorgeous. There's lots of s- scenes and shots. I'm just like, well, that... Looks beautiful like a night shot with glowy lights and everything looked nice. Yeah, so. they didn't do it on the cheap. No.
0: It's like a high but you know, not high budget, but it's a
1: it's a movie. Well Come it's twenty million dollars.
0: Well yeah, that is a high budget. Mm. Twenty million. IMDB reviews. These are the reviews on IMDb that uh the people who don't like this movie and give it a one out of ten. <laughs> So I'm going to tell you those. Uh, Here's the first guy. He says, what are the rave reviews about this movie? It's horrible from start to finish. I really don't know what I went into expecting, but this was worse. Do yourself a favor. Go watch A Christmas Story instead. (laughs) That's it for that guy. That's
1: fair, I guess, but it's not that bad. I mean, it's not great, but it's not bad.
0: Second guy says, uh, worst movie I've ever seen. (laughs) I walked Uh out seven times. What? I walked out seven times. How does that work? Do you walk out and then decide? No, I don't think I'm meant to walk out. I'm going back in. <laughs> yeah. hold, hold on. I'm going. Nope. Uh, he says, I only walked out seven times because I didn't want to waste my $12. I cannot believe who created this film is an absolute joke. Not a single line holds any meaning. I would only watch this again if I was blackout drunk and chained to a chair. I would not even watch this money- movie if you give me $100 in money. Stay away.
1: Okay, let's go back to this weird fantasy of being strapped to a chair. Yeah. (laughs) So is your judgment
0: sound? I don't know. This movie is terrible. The fight scenes are boring. It's all shot in the dark and you can't see anything. It never seems to end. It was extremely gory, but it seemed all
1: over the place. What is it even about? I didn't feel like it looked bad at all. I thought it was maybe they weren't watching it on a good... I thought it looked fine.
0: Maybe their TV was on the fritz (laughs) or something. Maybe the bulb was going out, or the maybe picture. they were watching
1: it on their phone. Yeah, so it's possibility. Maybe.
0: Let's give this movie a score. Violent Night. It's a fun time for your Christmas viewings. Well, let's not go that far. <laughs> I'm going to give Violent Night a seven out of ten.
1: I'm going to go with about a five point five. It's just over average to me.
0: I had a lot of fun. I know you did. I like, you know, I like the John Wick. John Wick. Nobody. That type of genre. This is kind of in that genre but with more of a, a funny Explain.
1: To so the people who don't know what you're talking about.
0: If you well, go back and see our reviews of John Wick <laughs> and Nobody. <laughs> well, you know, stupid. they're movies where there's an underdog. I wouldn't say Santa is an underdog though. No. Who has to fight his way out of something. I wouldn't say John Wick is an underdog either, to be fair, because fucking hell, you've no chance against him, have you? And neither is
1: nobody. A person that you've no chance against (laughs) going up against a load of goons. You have woken a sleeping dragon. Yeah. Even though Santa's not like super kick assy, he kind of pulls through in the end. He
0: gets pretty kick assy, though, doesn't he? I I was kind of frightened of of him (laughs) by (laughs) the end of it. All right, so that is the movie. I suggest you go and watch it immediately.
1: No, that's not how it works. Before
0: Christmas (laughs) expires and then you can't watch it anymore.
1: When does Christmas officially expire?
0: When it's 2023.
1: Okay. You can't
0: watch this movie then until next year.
1: That seems like rules. I don't think I like this. I like this game. <laughs> Those are the rules.
0: Those are the rules.
1: And I, it is not for everyone. This is not a movie. This is not for everyone.
0: It's more for the, the person who likes Bad Santa as their Christmas movie. This might fit to, with them. Yeah, and them. it's
1: not to watch with the kids. None of that stuff.
0: It's not so. the for the person who loves who is Elf is their Christmas movie that they watch. It's more well, for I the,
1: love Elf, and I liked this one. I it's more for the Bad that. Santa crowd is what I'm saying. It is a hybrid. Yeah. Of Elf and Bad Santa.
0: It's a hybrid of Elf, Bad Santa, Die Hard, and Home Alone. Yes. <laughs> but for adults.
1: <laughs> There's the pitch right there. <laughs> yeah. It
0: is actually all that. You could say all of You're right. Things. So thank you to Universal for letting us review that one. Next week, we're looking at the movie The Menu. So we'll look at that next week. Movie recommendations. I'm going to give you some uh, Christmas recommendations that are... Bad Santa, an elf. Talk of the devil. And I'll give you love actually I'm sorry, as well. What
1: devil are we referring to?
0: Bad Santa and Elf.
1: You only have two? Hmm. Amateur. Okay, so my recommendations are going quickly, fastly, I'm going back to the nineties. So this will be the last week that I'm doing the nineties situation, I guess. Will we be doing it? yeah, we'll be doing it next week. So never mind what I just said. Wait, is this the last one of the year?
0: Yes. Oh, we said that at the beginning, remember I'm, that.
1: I'm catching up. <laughs> So then, next year, I don't know what my theme will be. We'll find out when the time comes. But for now, we're still in the '90s, and my movies are Cube, which was kind of interesting and weird at the time. Because still, still them. interesting and weird. Boogie Nights, the best, as you like to say. Boogie Nights. Boogie. I know what you did last summer, which is one of those middle of the road kind of horror movies. Mad City, The Devil's Advocate. What's Mad City? Mad City, I think, is the same. Robert line. De Niro. Yeah, I think it's the same line as The Devil's Advocate. Oh. Satan, Lucifer, I think. Oh, maybe not. No, I'm sorry. That is not correct. Is Mad City Dustin Hoffman? Mad City Dustin Hoffman and John Travolta, I Yes, believe. I've seen them. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, I've seen these movies. They're just... It doesn't sound like you
0: have. <laughs> <laughs> Once every 51 podcasts, we uh, do our top 10 of the year.
1: Is it? Is that right? I'm, you do the math.
0: All right, so we're gonna do our top ten for this year, and it's not like the top ten of all the movies that came out this year. It's just the ones that we reviewed and watched, right? So there might be better movies, but we won't. We haven't seen them.
1: <laughs> That's so give a, good us a break. Give us or a break. Maybe we don't know what's good. That's another possibility. So
0: said so. These are the rules, right? We're gonna start with number ten, not the first, not number one. We gotcha. We're, we're gonna go upwards, all right? So my. Number ten movie of the year is Everything, Everywhere, All at Once.
1: Fantastic! A twenty-four movie. Yeah,
0: really fun. Again, I don't think you could say you've seen a movie quite like it. Correct. Uh, So that's my number ten. The the (laughs) rules. Yes.
1: (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) You you don't have a straightforward list like I do, probably.
1: I do. It's right in front of me, except it's not ten. So my number ten is. Lamb, Barbarian, and Nope.
0: <laughs> you can't do that. It's just one movie. But
1: you see, I score things throughout the year, and then I do my spreadsheet in order, and then the scores dictate. I explained
0: the rules to this. <laughs> that would mean your top 10 movies of the year will be like 30 movies?
1: No, no, no. That's just the bottom three that match.
0: Let's just have your actual legit number 10 movie.
1: I don't have a 10. I have Those are all lumped together. So Lamb, Barbarian, and Nope. They all get the same score.
0: We're um, fine. So... Your top, your number 10 is those three movies. Yes. And mine is Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. And yours, is, say it again.
1: Lamb, Barbarian, and Nope. All right.
0: My number nine movie is Nope, <laughs> a sci-fi movie <laughs> that was uh, by Jordan Peele. Pretty good.
1: I did like that one a lot. I love the experience of that one. And then my number nine, and this is the last doubling up, is two movies, Ghostbusters Afterlife and Top Gun Maverick.
0: So my number eight movie is lamb by a24 right on really effed up weird movie you should all watch it lamb i wouldn't call it a horror movie it's not really horror i don't know what it is i don't know it's weird i don't know yeah your number eight
1: is red rocket
0: yeah a24 movie
1: yes that was an
0: interesting one about the yeah it was by the guy who did the florida project
1: yeah, and it, it's kind of raw, and it's not like, it, it doesn't feel, or it's kind of like also uh, mid-90s, you know, that yep. kind of vibe. But I really, I just felt like it was visceral and interesting.
0: All right. My number seven is The Northman, which is oh, a yeah. which is a Viking movie with the vampire from uh, True Blood in it.
1: Really gotcha. cool.
0: It's by the guy who did The Lighthouse, um, and it's a really awesome movie, the, the Northman. I've not really seen many Viking movies. And that one I really liked. Your number seven is? My
1: number seven is a combination of Pearl and Emily the Criminal. Interesting. Pearl is a horror-ish movie. Yeah, and Emily the Criminal. Just, I really enjoyed that one. That was really well done, interesting. I liked her a lot. All right,
0: number six on my top ten of the year is Men. By Alex Garland.
1: Oh, wow. Right it's a, on.
0: <laughs> it's a really, really very weird film.
1: It is. Where did that fall for me? Oh, it's quite a ways I down I don't think
0: there. it's a perfect film because it's no. got some, some bad things in it, uh, some shitty things. But I think the way it kind of ends up is like.
1: See, I gave it a seven, which means it kind of falls in a big, huge chunk there of non, not too high, not too low. You know,
0: the uh, way it, Kind of falls at the end is uh very unexpected, and you've definitely never seen that happen before. <laughs>
1: Correct. <laughs> Correct.
0: Your number six
1: is licorice pizza. Nice. Paul really Thomas w- Anderson. Yes, I enjoyed it. It's like kind of old fashioned kind of mixed with modern. I don't know. I just I liked it. It was a fun experience.
0: Paul Thomas Anderson does not make a bad movie ever. <laughs> he I mean, he doesn't, does he? You've seen all these movies. He does not. So my number five, mine is, it's a combo, but I see it as the same movie.
1: Okay. It's X slash Pearl. There you go. You broke the rules. See?
0: You know, but the other, if you, it is, (laughs) I'd like to see it kind of cut together. Like it's, it's a.
1: And tell them why.
0: It's a prequel and a sequel in the same year. Like a surprise. Like they made X early this year, which is a horror movie.
1: But X wasn't intended to be a sequel to anything. It was just a standalone movie. Right. And he decided to make the story of the young woman. I'll make the prequel, prequel. Right.
0: at the same time. And then he went on to say, I'm going to actually make the sequel to X next year. So we get a trilogy when we thought we were just getting one movie. So yeah, Pearl and X is number five.
1: Am I number five? Four, three, two, one? Okay, number five is, I don't have five next to it, but Amsterdam. Yeah. I really liked that. It was involving and kind of dynamic. And I I was one of those days when I was just all into that story.
0: Number four. Yeah, Amsterdam was very good. I liked the music also. Number four, I'm going with Emily the Criminal. Nice. Which (laughs) we saw recently. I thought it was really well done, that movie. It's very like realistic and well acted for a small indie type movie.
1: Absolutely. I really, really liked that one. Yes.
0: All right, so your number four is?
1: My number four is Clerks 3. Oh. Now, we're not going to say because it's the greatest of quality. And my list might also people be like, well, these aren't like award-winning movies. I get that. No offense, Mr. Smith, if you're listening. But as an experience and emotionally and just as a movie lover and then tapping into the Kevin Smith movie as universe, as he likes to call it, it's just one of my most memorable, funnest, nicest movie memories of the year. So I feel like on my top 10-ish, that should count.
0: All right. Movie number three. We're getting to the top three. We should uh, have a drum roll. <laughs> number three, I'm going with Dune. Oh, wow. Which uh, is spectacular. I can't, they're making a sequel to it. They, they were from the beginning. It wasn't a whole movie, really. It, it kind of ended as it was getting going. But... What it was, was a grand space opera, which it's yes. the kind of thing I love, you know? So Dune, and it is what, you know, David Lynch made the original Dune. I'm a David Lynch lover. You are. And I do love his version of Dune, but this version of Dune was right up my alley from the Blade
1: Runner guy. Cool movie. Dune. Okay, my number three is Everything Everywhere All the Time. All at Everywhere, once. everything all at once. All at once. Why do I have all the time? You can have that one <laughs> as well. That's a whole different movie. Everything. It was really like a spectacle and I loved it. I loved it.
0: All right. Number two for me is Top Gun Maverick.
1: Of course. I'm surprised it's not number one.
0: An exceptional blockbuster movie. Like they don't really make anymore, I think. Just a big, like full of. Cool. Well, it was, I was going to say it's full of cool special effects, but it's not special effects. They're really doing that stuff.
1: I'm not sure what you're talking about because what are Marvel movies if they're not big spectacle movies?
0: They are. But yeah. this is like a throwback to something you'll watch when you were uh, growing up. It's a, a return to a character and a franchise that I love, I've always loved. True, true. I think it was an actually valid sequel. It didn't feel like, I mean, it felt like it had everything that I wanted. From a sequel to Top Gun,
1: very good. I mean, that matters. You see, it may not have yeah. been the greatest movie of th- the year, but
0: uh-huh. because
1: of your experience with the movie, you know.
0: Yeah, I was. Really- it was the one I was like most excited to see this year, and when I saw it, I wasn't disappointed with it. So I guess that's why it's so high up. That's for me. mega
1: because yeah. that does happen, of course.
0: And your number two? My
1: number two is Nightmare Alley. Del Toro. Yeah. Yeah, that and was, it was cool movie. Yeah. Fascinating. And again, I might have been in that mood where it just I was just like, yep, I'm going along for this crazy weird ride. And it was kind of like again, old-fashioned and mental, you know, I just I, it was beautiful. So yeah, nightmare alley.
0: All right. And number one for me, best movie of the year, in my opinion, <laughs> is Paul Thomas Anderson's Licorice Pizza. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I mean, I, I thoroughly enjoy it. I've watched it more than... I've watched it about five times since we watched it.
1: Oh, really? I wasn't aware. I
0: just put it on and listened to the dialogue. The dialogue in it is so superb. I gotcha. You know, it's like... Um, I don't know, it's like poetry or something.
1: Oh. It's
0: just so well written. And I think that's what he does well. Yeah, he's a good filmmaker, but if you listen to his dialogue and the rhythm of the whole thing, it's just good. So, Licorice Pizza... That was my treat for this year.
1: And my treat for the year, since I've already explained that it may not be everyone's everyone's understanding of the best movie of the year. But, of course, I can't not pick the Bob's Burgers movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can't not.
0: I mean, because, that didn't make my list, but I only had ten.
1: But, of course, it's just an episode of Bob's Burgers. But if you don't know me, all of you people... I mean, you do over there because you're married to me and you live with it. I'm not an obsessive fan person of any type, of any way, Like, I don't collect everything and I don't memorize lyrics to all the U2 songs, even though that's my favorite band of all time, all that kind of stuff. But Bob's Burgers, I watch every single day. And I have for years. My Our nephew's 25 and remembers growing up, <laughs> getting ready for school, having breakfast with Bob's Burgers episodes playing. I play it to go to sleep. I watch it whenever whenever the whole world of stuff is like, oh, I'm not interested in YouTube. Oh, I'm not interested in that. Uh, no, music doesn't sound good, right? Like you with licorice pizza, maybe. Just put on a Bob's Burgers, and I am. It does something to my brain. I don't know what they've done to me, but so when they made a movie, which is basically just a big episode, I have to make that as my number one. I am obligated on a very high moral level.
0: <laughs> nice. So we had quite a different... I had movies that you didn't have, and you had movies that I didn't have. Yeah,
1: a lot of times we line up pretty close, and we have everything everywhere, all the things. I mean,
0: we did kind of of line up with the main big ones that we've seen.
1: And I had some skirting around the tops up there, like Journal for Jordan, and Lightyear was really good. The Black Phone I actually liked, but it was only in the 7.7, so the score I gave it, so.
0: Yeah, Lightyear was very good.
1: And Smile. I liked Smile, but again, it's like, you know. I it's really not...
0: did not like Smile.
1: <laughs> I mean, I like it for what it was. <laughs> Weird and like, you know.
0: All right, so worst movies of the year. I've got like four. Uh, I'm just going to give the, my worst movie of the year and the other three are honorable mentions. Basically. Okay. So the worst movie of the year for me out of all the movies we watched was Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, just when you thought, Oh, the oh the reboot in the Resident Evil movies. Maybe it'll be really good. No, it was just worse. Yeah, in all respects, worse than the ones that weren't that good to start with. <laughs> I just hope somebody eventually makes Resident Evil good. Does it in a good way. And my other three that I didn't really like. One was Uma. Do you remember that? Uma.
1: Uma. Oh, oh, that was alright. Didn't but like it. I get it. what you're saying. Yep. It was a little bit...
0: There's a big movie that I wasn't into, and it was Jurassic World Dominion. Yeah. It just felt stupid to me and pointless. And <laughs> don't worry, darling. Um, it had all the elements of, like, it could have been something cool, but it just ended up as shite.
1: Oh, wow. You really, really pumped that one. I thought
0: when I saw and read about what it was going to be, I was like, that seems like an interesting thing. But after I watched it, I was like, oh, disappointment, let down, didn't oh. like it.
1: Bad movie experience. But
0: Resident Evil was really bad. I'll give you that.
1: Well, I'll go with the same thing as you. But I'm going to lead up to my worst of the worst. And my four mentionable entries are Prey. Even though I love Predator, Prey was not good to me. Orphan First Kill, not into it. Halloween Ends, not into it. Are you seeing a theme here? Sequels. They made a funny joke of...
0: In this violent night, they made a joke about Halloween ends, and he said, Christmas dies tonight.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Halloween dies tonight. So funny. Halloween ends, Jurassic Park, Dominion. I agree. It was just like... Superfluous uh, or something. Resident Evil. Absolutely. And my worst movie of the year, worst, 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 worst. I wish I could be one of those one-star review people on IMDb and say, can you just un... Plug this from my brain because it's so dumb. Was full.
0: Ah, uh, see, I wasn't hundred percent not. I liked it, kind I of. Know. I mean, I didn't love it, but I found it was just terrible. elements of uh, <laughs> suspense me. with it.
1: I mean, I get it. It's visually semi interesting. It did a little thing, but it was just. I mean, overall, I don't I think like, it.
0: Whoa. I think it's better than Resident Evil, though.
1: Well, here's the thing. On my scoring, they both got a four point seven. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Just Resident Evil was like, uh, please. I mean, it's such a cool franchise and video game. You can surely make something better than what you're making. It.
1: Absolutely. I mean, if you can make, you know, Ant Man into fun, yeah. big movies, you could make that into yeah.
0: Movie. Like a, I mean, it's it's maybe we're past zombies by at this point, but I don't know.
1: Well, they're not zombies, are they? In well, Raccoon City.
0: Ish. I yeah. mean they kind of. Infected. Infected, yes.
1: let's go. Speaking that, of infected, we finished off uh, Walking Dead as well. I mean, we thought
0: we did, but then... <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, wait. It's a zombie franchise. Hey, it's hold not are really we're, we're like
0: they're, they're telling us every week that it's two, two episodes <laughs> left till the end of The Walking Dead. You're like, okay, we're in for it, we're in for it, and then it ends, and then it says... Hey, guess what we've got now?
1: Five new shows.
0: Five new shows. It's not the end. Oh, we're, okay. So basically
1: the last 11 years have been a big commercial for the next 10 years.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we, we kind of are done with it, but we're not. It's a weird one. But hey, we are faithfuls with The Walking Dead. And we
1: are. I mean, I'm a zombie fan, so I, I just, I have this obligation. There isn't,
0: we've seen every episode, <laughs> including every spin-off, every episode yeah. of everything we're in
1: including the games you've played the games including
0: all the games (laughs) and I've read all the comics so we'll we're like walking dead I wouldn't call myself a fan of it though
1: exactly I mean it's like you've (laughs) it's like you've (laughs) married someone that they're fine but and it's not really worth moving on they're just fine so you just stick with it
0: (laughs) yeah because it's not I mean I enjoy it week to week there's some and then some weeks I'm like what the fuck is this it's the worst thing I've ever seen. It's Enjoy so bad. Enjoy is a strong word. <laughs> yeah, but there are weeks where you're like, why is this so bad and what is this? And then there are weeks where you're like, oh, I really like this. So it's just so uneven and weird. It's strange.
1: But it's zombies. And so I I like to stick with it because I, if you, know, if you don't know, I'm a big zombie fan.
0: Yeah. And, you know, it's a, it's definitely not a sprint. It's a marathon for this show. No shit. And I feel, I feel we're still invested. So we've got to see what happens now with the other... The ones that did survive, I don't want to ruin it for you. Stuff happened, and people died, and people didn't. <laughs> yeah. And then there was extra shows. And, and that's the, it. <laughs> and now you've got to, like, book your calendar for, like, five shows next year or something. So, yeah, it didn't really end. So that's The Walking Dead. So what's for dinner, Sid Talk?
1: Uh You are making, because this isn't a Saturday. This is actually Thursday, so we're having a...
0: Well, liars. We told them it was Saturday. This
1: also isn't a commercial or anything, because, unfortunately, they don't give us this for free. But... HelloFresh, we get, and uh, you are making HelloFresh flatbreads, and they're delicious. Delicious. Delicious.
0: But the flatbread itself that comes in the little packet, it looks exactly (laughs) like the front page of the Necronomicon.
1: And you keep promising you're going to take a picture and post it to HelloFresh, but you never do. Uh,
0: Yeah. I mean, (laughs) every time I look at it, I'm like, oh, is that human flesh?
1: (laughs) It's so delicious.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, Sid Talk, what is your advice for this week?
1: Okay, it's not really advice. As we've come to learn, if you are a a devout follower of my wisdom, week to week, it's an observation or something has spurned a thought in me. So I watched Wizard of Oz again, one of those movies that I do, even though I could watch it every day, I do contain myself to the once a year situation. Because when I was a child, it was around the holidays, so.
0: I watched it with you this year. You did. You did.
1: So watching it again, and this isn't the first time this has sort of occurred to me, but the overall message when she's in her little bed and she's got her toto at the end and it's sepia tone once again, is that there's no place like home. And if I ever want to find my heart's desires, I don't have to look any further than that. Right? Yeah. I'm not sure (laughs) why that seems like a good message.
0: You mean it's telling you to be, like, scared, don't go anywhere, just stay? Yes.
1: I feel like that's the message now. If the idea is, like, you have to look inside yourself, right?
0: I think that's what what it is.
1: I don't think it is. See, that's Mm -hmm. just what I'm saying. And I've watched this movie probably 50, 60, 70 times. And so I don't support that idea that if you're living in a place or a life that you don't like and you then just have to, like, suck it up and be like, well, this is it. If you don't have choices, I get that. But I mean, overall, this message is don't stray too far from what's familiar and comfortable and safe because the world is a nasty place. And that may be partially true, but I don't support that idea. So I struggle with that now that I'm old and I look at it with different eyes. But I did learn this as well. Wizard of Oz is the reason that I am obsessed now every year. Maybe not obsessed, but I try really hard to grow hollyhocks and hibiscus flowers. If you've seen Wizard of Oz, you'll know what I'm talking about. Because that's, when I see them, I'm just like, oh, I wanna grow them so bad. They're like the big Wizard of Oz flowers. And then my last little comment here is just have a happy new year in 2023. Of course, I'm a cynic and a skeptic, so it's not gonna be perfect. But it might be. It won't ever be perfect, and it won't be great every single day and every single minute. That is not reality. But it will exist and you will live it. I mean, hopefully, and you'll just keep going. (laughs) And
0: hopefully, you'll watch lots of movies.
1: It's very, I couldn't make a Hallmark movie, could I? (laughs) (laughs) No. The end would be like, "Mm, we'll see what happens. Yeah.
0: (laughs) All right. Ascully.com is the website you can get this podcast from. You can catch us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We're also on anchor.fm slash after the show. We're on Spotify, iTunes, anywhere that podcasts are available. Email feedback to me, ascoli, do email Sid Talk. She doesn't want your emails nor any of your advice.
1: I mean, you can try.
0: And stay classy. Mr. David Arbour, Santa Claus. <laughs> uh, where are we going to see him again? Probably the next Stranger Things. Or, oh, is there more? Yeah, there's definitely oh, more.
1: Can't we just leave stuff alone? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to say, are you done? I'm done, yeah. I'm going to say think for yourselves, because no matter what year it is, if you don't do it, someone will definitely do it for you.